Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's, it's the, the free game. Free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Wednesday Meet Week edition of the pregame show. What's that? What's that avatar on your picture, Sean? <laughs> I guess AD is asleep or drunk. I got, got like a a thumbs oh, up cheek. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Man, this, this is, yeah, this is how we get going. <laughs> well, I, All right, tell you what, All right come on, come on, come on, man. Come on. Right, regroup, regroup. Here we go, here we go. Regroup, regroup. Boom, boom, boom. Our Jackson State Tigers, they are coming off of a 27-14 win over Alabama A&M University in the Gulf Coast Challenge. It's Bishop is nearly as the pregame show. Let's get ready to rock and roll with the midweek edition. Neely, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man, because I'm warm. It was so damn cold in Mobile. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Gulf, the Gulf Coast Challenge should have been the Antarctica Challenge, man. What happened? What happened to the weather? Oh my goodness, it was cold down. It was long john weather. I don't know where it came from, but goodness gracious, I was happy to get back on the bus where it was nice and warm afterwards. <laughs> it was so damn cold, dog. <laughs> It was funny that it wasn't funny. It was like, this, <laughs> this ain't funny. i tell you what, I will be prepared duly this weekend. i tell you what. Uh, of course, the pregame show is brought to you by our sponsors, Chambers and Gaylor, BioSteel, Churchill, Amber Slaughter, the project architect. We always thank you every week for your sponsorship of the pregame show. i tell you what, Neely, um, uh, hard-fought game, hard-fought game against Alabama A&M. They were game in this one. Uh, we were able to get to victory 27-13, but what were your uh, initial impressions of this one? Uh, harder than it should have been. Uh, you know, it's it's first, well. Let me let me let me stop. We won. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. we we are ten and zero on the season. Something that has never been accomplished before in Jackson State football program history. So let's let's put that aside. But but I think that there was uh, some meat left on the proverbial bone. Uh, I think that uh, we underperformed in some aspects as far as, you know, I'm big on our averages and, and some aspects we did hit our averages and allowed them to overachieve on theirs. Uh, but anytime you can get out of a, a road game like that, even though it was our home game, we were literally traveling. Anytime you can get out with a win by 14 points. And at one point you had two scores that were literally on the scoreboard. We're going to get into that taking off. Uh, so you're talking about a, really a 28 point victory in production. No doubt. As always, our Jackson State fan base, they traveled en masse down to Mobile, Alabama for this game. Uh, some uh, over 30,000 here for the Gulf Coast Challenge. 
Man, I was surprised. Let, let me let me just say that I, I, I was surprised with the crowd, not that of of our fans traveling, because uh, we do that and we do that well. I was surprised at the gravitas from the local Mobile folks. So hats mm-hmm. off to Mobile alumni, Dr. Carl Cunningham, who was the grand poobah of the uh, festivities, uh, because the city of Mobile really showed up. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know how well I don't know how well Huntsville traveled. Jackson State traveled well, but you could just sense that a local presence was there supporting that game. Hell, I can only imagine you had 40,000 if the temperature would have cooperated, but it was, man, outstanding crowd. I know you were happy because Tiger Nation was full throat behind the Tiger bench. Uh, great, great crowd. I think one thing we did learn, though, Chuck, uh, you, you mm. and I got to hear from some people, that uh, the vet ain't the only place with problems with people getting in the park and getting in. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of this stuff ain't just Jackson State. It's black folks. Like, we got to get, we got to start a better job of managing some logistics, man. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, the old logistics bug uh, it bites you at the wrong uh, times. But uh, kudos to Mobile, Alabama for turning out uh, for this game for Jackson State and Alabama AM. Well, let's get right into it, Neely, man. Let's start things off. Oh, Shad, man, he normally pumps things up uh, at the very beginning of this game, man. I tell you what, you kind of get the sense of, of of everything that's going on when they get into that pregame huddle, right? Yeah, Coach Shad gets the guys fired up, then you go right into the locker room and hear from Coach Prime. And so we're going to be bringing you guys there right now. So I know AD is probably sleeping his draws, but he's going to hit the button. I was going to still mess with Chuck. <laughs> but let's let's go to some of the pregame inside around the, around the block, and also with Coach Prime's pregame talk down here in Mobile. I just want y'all to taste the air right now. I want y'all to taste that. Hey, I want y'all to smell the air right now. Smell it. Y'all know what that smell like? What? It smell like the East finna get clinched tonight. Okay. It smell like the East finna get clinched tonight. Hey, it's the I believe tour, and the first stop is the East. We finna clinch that, you hear me? Hey, just like Coach say. Hey, listen up. Just like Coach say. If we give you something, we gonna need something back, right? Yeah. So guess what? This city, we brought the greatest show. In America, the Mobile, Alabama, right? Yeah. We gave them something, right? Yeah. So we're going to need something back. Yeah. So you might as well call the mayor. Tell them to send them keys. Because yeah. we're taking over this city tonight. Yeah. We need the keys to the city. Yeah. We need the keys to the city tonight. Hey, hey, it's a walk in your truck. Take over your truck movie. Yeah. Everybody got to go down. Everybody got to go down. Y'all with me? Yeah. Y'all with me? Yeah, yeah. I'm still sorry. Yeah, yeah. Them boys ain't ready, baby. Yeah. I'm Phil Drake. Hell yeah. Deep Phil Drake. Hell yeah. Tigers right there. Hell yeah. Hey, hey, you, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and the many blessings you've given us. Dear Lord, if you do nothing else, you've done enough. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for this beautiful staff. Thank you for our players. And thank you for this game. Keep us safe from any harm or danger. And give us the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm in love. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to say it. I want y'all to hear it. I want y'all to feel it. I want y'all to engulf it. I want y'all to live it. I'm in love. I mean, that, that type of love that's affectionate. That type of love that you feel. That type of love that you want it to be desired. That you got to have it. But it's not what it want. It's with the journey. See, I love the journey. I love the whole process of getting up, working out, training, getting my body right, eating right, feeling good, studying, preparing to dominate. See, I love the journey. Journey. 
Because in that journey, it's like a seesaw, baby. You got me up, down, in, out, over, out, always. But I'm in love with this journey. And you know what else, guys? There's things that I'm in love with that we must do to get here. And I want you to feel it. I want you to embody it. I want you to recognize when you see it because if we don't do those particular things and love them and be infectious for them, it ain't going to work. See, what we share and everybody sharing and associating with us that everybody in this circle, everybody outside this circle, they didn't believe. But there's a multitude and a plethora of people that did. See, there's a whole lot of folks throughout your journey that told you you can't. Didn't they, Nugget? Yes, sir. Uh, then they tell you, you ain't. Didn't they, big fella? It's a whole lot of folks that told you that uh, we couldn't. Didn't they, Aubrey? Yes, sir. And they told me, you should. Didn't they? Talk to me. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but also, when they see you win, they forgot about back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know what we're going to go out here to date and do. I already know that. But I want you to be in love with the journey. Therefore, you get more satisfaction from it. You, 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 it's more intimacy of it. It's a kind of a solitude there within the journey. It's gonna be a journey for how many minutes? 60. It's gonna be a journey for how many minutes? 60. And I want you to be in love with that thing. You feel me? Yes, sir. You feel me? Yes, sir. Give me one talk to me. Talk to me. Talk give me one talk to me. Talk to me. Now give me my darn thing music. Well, Lila, let's jump right into this first quarter of action. After you don't love it, Chuck. <laughs> you're not in love with it, Chuck. You don't love it, Chuck. I'd be bobbing my head to it. I'm like, I have to remember. I have to come back to it. <laughs> oh, so you, you don't stop bobbing. You got to love it, Chuck. You got to get off in there. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you. Well, Alabama and they take this opening kickoff, and they go 12 plays, 47 yards. They had a conversion on fourth down, but uh, uh, kudos uh, to the Bulldogs in terms of uh, taking this uh, early kickoff and getting points on their opening drive. Yeah, they they uh, uh, they started fast. They did what they had to do in that opening drive in the first quarter. Uh, a methodical march down the field, uh, including a, you know, a, as you said, a fourth down, uh, going for it. Uh, had, had some penalty help there, but you know, a twelve play drive starting off against this defense and coming out of that with three points, you know, kind of set the tone for what was to come in this game you know, that it was going to be hard fought and, you know, right there in, in the trenches and going at it. Uh, and, and it's probably one of the, the, the most methodical drive that someone has done, done on us, not just to open the game, but just in a game period, you know, to have 12 sustained plays of progression down the field and come away with points. But shout out to that Tiger defense. You know, we didn't give up seven. We, we had a BM break, only gave up three points. No doubt about it. Our Jackson State Tigers, they come right back, five plays, 44 yards. Misdirection to Mama. There goes that man, Travis Turner. 20 yards round right in. Jackson State goes up 7-3. Man, it was just phenomenal to see Travis with the ball in his hand on, on the offensive side of the ball and to get his first touchdown of the season. You know, you could just feel the energy from him. His teammates, the crowd got into it. 
And and that was that point in the game where, okay, all right, now now's our turn. Uh, you know, we we always put the defense out there first, and uh, we've gone games where we we hold them to three or really shut them out for the most part, and then get us a quick score. So at that point in the game, the formula is working. Uh, should have been seven zero, but it was seven to three, first quarter. Yeah. 7-3 first quarter. Uh, Jack State, and this is the theme, we'll come back to special teams. Uh, special teams are a bit shaky in this game. Uh, Isaiah Cox for Alabama a he returns it uh, deep into the type of territory, sets them up with great field position, but you mentioned it. Defense, they stiffens, they block a field goal to attempt here in the first quarter. Yeah, and you remember Cox, number 10. That's who we said on Saturday's show when we mentioned players to look for. We told you guys, hey, watch for number 10 and number 12. And they both ended up making big plays, uh, but he was able to do some things on special teams to get them in advantageous field position as they attempted to go for another three. Because once again, the Tiger defense, you know, stymied them as it relates to getting a touchdown. Uh, but then the special team stepped up as well and blocked and blocked that field goal. So, man, that first quarter, it, it really the temperature, the crowd, you know, yeah, it's yeah. new. Okay, I, I think we. It, and, you know, Southern games started off like that, where you felt it was just going to be a, a pure six slobber knocker, as uh, Jim Ross used to call it. You just felt, <laughs> okay, these guys are about to box tonight. This is going to be a heavyweight, not not an early knockout thing. This is going to be a heavyweight fight. And that first quarter really set the tone for it. I think we ended the first quarter uh, for maybe the second time, I think, grambling, uh, that mm-hmm. we were actually the under in the first quarter. In the first quarter, was 10-7. to 7. Yeah, Alabama and AM, they win the first quarter. Dominant Eagle, uh, one yard uh, touchdown run. Uh, so we end the first quarter. Alabama AM is up 10 to 7. Uh, we turn the page to the second quarter, back and forth possessions. Uh, but around the 426 March, George Sanders, he finds DJ Stevens. We mentioned that name again another week. DJ Stevens for a 19 yard touchdown. Yeah, that's his third touchdown on the season, man. And that's not counting uh, the, the plays that he's springing with his blocking. That's not counting the attention that he's getting even when the ball doesn't come this way. But once again, another weekend, we got the tight end play in the game with a score. So I want to get pointed out, man, Coach Tim Brewster came in here. Coach Tim Brewster, we call him Coach Brewster, came in here to get the tight end game up and running. Uh, he has coached a lot of uh, tight ends, some that are going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you can see his fingerprints all over the production of DJ Stevens. Another pass, reception, 19-yard touchdown, Shadour to Sanders, I'm sorry, Sanders to Stevens for the touchdown. No doubt about it. Then lightning strikes uh, for the Jackson State defense is Aubrey Miller. Uh, he forces a fumble. Uh, Jackson State gets it on their own 42-yard 40, line. About a minute and 15 to play before we go into halftime. And Shadour Sanders, he throws an absolute dime to Shane Hooks with two seconds left on the clock right before we go into halftime. Neil. Hey, man, Aubrey, you know, what about this, Chuck? Mm. Guess, who's number, guess who's number 10 in, in the nation? Swag, not HBCUs. Guess who's number 10 in the nation in force fumbles? Get out. Number 10 in the nation. Number Auburn 10 in the nation. Auburn Miller is in the top 10 in the nation in force fumbles. And those fumbles, those force fumbles, those turnovers, just like you eloquently put it, lead to points. We took away a possession, and then we turned it into points. That was huge for Jackson State. You could see the momentum had definitely shifted uh, right as we were getting ready to go into halftime. And let's not uh, forget uh, that man again, Travis Hunter. He gets his first interception uh, as a Jackson State Tiger in that second quarter. Uh, nice job of baiting Quincy Casey and throwing it over to his side. You don't want to test it. He gets you. 
No, 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 don't disregard that. Alcorn, if you're listening, <laughs> please test him. Now, Travis sucks. <laughs> Travis Hunter can't play. Travis Hunter has lost a step. Travis Hunter can't cover. Yeah. Please, please test him. Please throw let, that side of the <laughs> let, let you Let your hubris take over. Yeah, please, please test him. Please test him. Man, but for Travis to get an offensive score and a defensive turnover just shows you he is as advertised. Number one recruit in the nation decides to play for Coach Prime at the HBCU. And here in a game where you could clinch the SWAC East and send your team undoubtedly to the SWAC championship, no matter what happens on the schedule that night, and he shows up in the first half on both sides of the ball. Well, you know, Neely, it took a little while, but Jackson State takes control of this game. Like in the last five minutes of the second quarter, we go into halftime 21-10. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, again, that first quarter felt like that first quarter against Southern where it's going to be a slugfest. You know, you hit me, I hit you, and nobody's really moving each other. Uh, but in that last, it appeared to be about five minutes, not a game time, but like clock time, a true five minutes, that the wheels started to come off for A&M, and we started to pick up big momentum. And now what was a 0-3 game, uh, and we're down in the first quarter, now it's 21-10 going into halftime. 21-10 going into halftime, of course. We got to hear from Coach Prime at half AD. Let's roll. Video too. Coach, the pace picked up at the end there, 21 yeah. 10 halftime. You know how we do it. We all we love a good fight. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're on the strong side of it, but we got to play a little better. A self inflicted wounds and penalties is what's keeping them in the game. That's what I was going to ask you about. At least two scores came off the yeah. board because of penalties. Yeah, we're going to address that for sure. It's not indicative of who we are. We seem like we, that's a broken record. We say that every week. We just got to come out and be a little more disciplined. Uh, run, game, smarter. run game has had some impact. Savion got a big run out of there. Yeah, but well, we got to use him a little more. I mean, he he is that guy. Yeah, he's one of the best backs in the nation to me. We got to utilize him a lot more. Your QB has found a tight end and receiver for touchdowns, and Travis Graham won in. Yeah, this is what we do, but this is uh, we're, we're winning 21 10, but this, we're better than this. You know what I'm saying. We're uh, halftime, coach. Yeah, look. Right up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Eyes, eyes, I need to see all eyes, fellas. We're winning, but we're not dominating. We're in the game, but we ain't really at the game. We just, we, we, we just here, man. We're just allowing a team that's, that's not near as good as we are hang around. And usually when people hang around like that, they start to build confidence and they start to talk junk. They start believing a little bit when they make a play. Only reason they're in this game is self-inflicted wound penalties. Guys not doing their assignments. I'm gonna hold the coaches accountable for putting y'all in. Just keep messing up. Line. I don't want to see no more penalties. Offensive, defensive line, as well as defensive line. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. I'm tired of hearing them yell on the darn headsets at a couple of y'all. You just ain't gonna play no more. Defense, turn it up. We giving up. Still, we giving up too much. They shouldn't have scored. But we got to stay disciplined. We got to stay disciplined. Offensive line, y'all better than this. We got one of the best darn backs I feel in the country. We got three of them, matter of fact. And we ain't doing what we're capable of doing. So let's turn it up. Let's turn it up. We getting the ball first, aren't we? Yes, sir. We getting the ball first, aren't we? Yes, sir. So let's take over this game right now and dominate. Let's go. All right? Let's go. Let's dominate. 
Neil, you come back from halftime. What were your thoughts uh, about that first half? You know, you, you you felt like we were in control. You know, as I said, that first quarter uh, felt a little choppy. Uh, you know, and it, it's something I said before on this show, Chuck, with you, and I said in a personal conversation with you, you know, these other teams, they got 45-pound weights. They got scholarships. They're working out. Uh, and I give you that analogy again about the guy who can do 400 push-ups and he's competing against a guy that can do 250. The first 100 push-ups, they look the same. So that's what that first quarter was like. And then when the second quarter emerged, you know, you just got the sense that now Jackson State is in control of this game uh, with our talent, our, our depth, uh, with our strength and conditioning, that you just felt we were going to come out and have that third quarter, kind of like we had in Grambling or, or other games where we just really accelerate and increase the distance and have about a anywhere from a 21 to 28 point third quarter. That's not what happened, but that's what it felt like when you were going into the locker room uh, because penalties kept them in the game. Penalties kept a couple of scores of hours off the scoreboard, and you knew those were some things that you could clean up. So it's right there. Perfection was right there, and you just felt like the third quarter was going to break open. Well, felt like the third quarter was going to break open. Uh, we go to third quarter action now. Jackson State gets the ball first, and huge, big play. Shadour Sanders finds Shane Hooks for a huge play uh, that gets them into Alabama a and territory. Uh, Shane Hooks, again, another week he shows up big in this game. It's going to play on Sundays, man. I mean, that guy's hands, you know, uh, I mean, he had oh my made, gosh. he had made you got a moss for nothing. It ain't coincidence, Chuck. We love saying that on the show. This ain't a fluke. You know, the, the guy the guy can ball. Uh, and it's one of those games where, uh, you know, you just never know which wide receiver is going to have that game because they're all the gamers. So one weekend is Dallas Daniels. Uh, next weekend is Shane Hooks. And then it's Willie Gaines. And then it's Willie Gaines, Shane Hooks, and Kevin Cole. You just – we got so, so much personnel – that you can't cover them all, and they make dynamic plays. They are playmakers. Uh, and, and Shane Hooks, you know, with that big play and, and then going right into Willie Gaines' score into the third quarter. Yeah, Jackson State caps off a nine-play, 68-yard drive with Willie Gaines, Shadour to Willie Gaines. Beautiful toe-tap catch in the back of the end zone. Uh, one of the best catches I've seen this year as he was able to control his body and bring it in for the touchdown for Jackson State. Yeah, it's good to see Willie getting his confidence back, man. You know, something he and I chatted about uh, during practice during the week. Uh, you know, he had that muffed uh, punt in uh, Texas Southern that led to a Texas Southern score. Uh, and even in this game, he called for a fair catch on one that you just kind of felt it. He should have made a move on. But, you know, one of those things is going gonna, is gonna to break for him. He's going to make a dynamic play on special teams or make a dynamic play on receiver. And one thing leads to the other. And so to see him make that touchdown, uh, it's almost like that big play he did in Memphis, you know, and everybody now mm. knows his name. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that to get that toe tap down and get that score, uh, particularly with the beautiful officiating that we had that night, uh, was, uh, that, was sar- that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. <laughs> a lot of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> the, with the beautiful officiating we had that night, it was good to see him get that toe down and get the recognition for that catcher score. Yeah, Jackson State not able to convert on the two-point conversion, so the score is 27 to 10. Hey. And everybody gets mad when Coach Brian goes for two. Look, let me let me let me tell y'all something, y'all. I don't know how many more games we got to play before y'all figure out it's in the math. If we're up anywhere between seventeen and twenty-one points, my dog is going for two, man. Like, yeah. just it doesn't matter if it's zero for six or one for three or two for two. The math dictates for him and his blueprint that he's going to go for two. So you hear the moans and groans, we don't get it. But you also you lose your damn mind cheering when we do get it. But then it's like we don't get. Oh, coach, don't make that call. And then we do get, oh, great coaching. Like, I mean, hey, man, you know, most of them couldn't be, 
Moses couldn't lead these folks, man. So look, listen. <laughs> just understand this. Mm. This coming weekend, if we're up twenty-one or maybe around seventeen, if we up two scores, he's gonna go for two, y'all. Going for two, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, we take a look at the rest of the third quarter. Uh, Shador, he scrambles for a big game, gets hit, but this time Neely, he doesn't get up. Uh, scary moment there for Shador, but I tell you what, uh, Coach Prime talked a little bit about it during the press conference this week. Uh, from here on out, you'll be sure to get down and make the slide going forward. It's hard to tell a football player not to be a football player. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just that's hard. He's a quarterback, uh, but he's a football player. And when there's a play to be made, he makes it. You know, he had a 42 yard run uh, here against uh, was it Campbell or Southern for a score, and yeah. was able to get in the pylon and you know untouched. And you know, when you look at the speed that he's picked up, uh, but the muscle mass he's picked up, you know, he's a confident football player. Uh, but he does have to realize his his value to this team, uh, and that he's the he is QB one, and we need him. And so, uh, as Coach Prime said, he's going to be you know, looking like a baseball player and slide. Uh, and that was that was one where it kind of just a perfect storm. He was uh, kind of running pretty much upright, and two players got him at the same time. Uh, yeah. You know, again that beautiful officiating. I think there was some unsportsmanlike taunting as they stood over him uh, uh, after that play uh, that should have been flagged. Uh, but nevertheless, it, it wasn't. But it was good to see him uh, get off the field. But more importantly, uh, coming out of the tent, he was able to jog into the locker room. Uh, and as he has announced, two is just fine. Two is going to be playing at all corner. Uh, but it was one of those moments where he was like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good to see him up and around in the locker room uh, after the game. Uh, he had shaken the cobwebs loose. But uh, uh looks like he, like you mentioned in the tweet, he'll be ready to go this weekend. Chuck, tell you what it felt like. You ever been at home all afternoon? And your mama told you when you get home, take that chicken out so it can yeah. start throwing. And then you you hit a car in the driveway, you'd be like, damn, I ain't take chicken out. <laughs> so it's like you like, you know you're in trouble. So when I when, yeah. I when I saw he didn't bounce right up, I was like, damn, I ain't take the chicken out. <laughs> all of us listening right now know that exact moment that uh, you're talking about. You better take that damn chicken out as soon as you get home. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt about it, man. We turn the page to the fourth quarter. Uh, Alabama AM, they go 12 plays, 58 yards, attack on a field goal. So the score now is 27 to 13, but this fourth quarter, it's, it's just back and forth possessions. There's a, a the ensuing kickoff, actually. Uh, Jackson State, they muff uh, the uh, kickoff, and Alabama AM, Alabama AM was able to take over, uh, but Jackson State was able to make another defensive play and, a, and, a and get a fumble. A muff is an understatement. It was like bad news bears or Keystone Cops or something back there. Like, what the yeah. hell is going on, you know? Uh, but, as you said, we're able to get it right back. Uh, that ended up being the final score of the game, 27-13, because nothing really got going. One of the things that just was phenomenal to me, Chuck, because we were sitting there on the sideline, is the amount of real time the fourth quarter took. Yeah. From 15-minute yeah. mark to about the 13-minute mark was like about 20 minutes in real time. Like, it was a yeah. slow-moving fourth quarter. Uh, we got out of the win, 27-13. Again, you know, we talked about the first half. There was two scores that were taken off the court. Off, and you, you had some errors in the in the third quarter that could have uh, separated the score. Kudos to the defense for keeping us in it. But I also think, man, shout-out to uh, Alabama A&M's coaching staff. Uh I don't know what the hell they were doing clock management-wise. They really robbed themselves of a lot of opportunities to get back in that game. Uh, they should have, could have, would have kicked that field goal to go ahead and get a score. Uh, but to some of their 
head scratching clock management as far as their play call and the strategy, they really took themselves out of having an opportunity uh, to come back because then now the clock is forcing you to run certain plays versus methodically come catch back up. Regardless, 10 and 0, 27 13, your final score. 27 13, your final score. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the final numbers. Shadur Sanders, 14 of 25, four touchdowns and three quarters of work, 185 yards. Uh, we'll take a look at Sevion Wilkinson, 21 carries, 89 yards. Uh, Santi Marshall, five carries for 30 yards. Uh, Shane Hooks, he led receivers six receptions for 98 yards. Travis Harney, he had a pick, and he also had four receptions for 38 yards. DJ Stevens, a couple catches. He had a touchdown. Willie Gaines, a catch, 21 yards on a touchdown. On the defensive side of the ball, listen to this. Aubrey Miller, Jr., 17 tackles in this game. Durante Davis, 12 tackles. Baron Hobson, 10 tackles. Jeremiah Brown, 9 tackles. Let me tell you something. The linebackers came to eat. Man, the, line, the linebackers came to eat, and they ate well. Chuck, going back into some of those numbers, man, you look at the uh, the first downs, uh, A&M 21st downs to our 18. Uh, 12 of those came by rushing. We got seven by rushing. Uh, we did get the advantage in the passing game. We got 10 first downs passing. They got five. Uh, they were able to get three first downs off penalties, you know. And, you yeah. know, a lot, of times, a lot of times when Coach Prime is talking about tough, fast, smart, and disciplined, with character, people think that discipline is making curfew and not out being drunk or something like that. Discipline is on the football field. I mean, you think about that block in the back penalty after a big run, a block in the back that didn't have to happen. Uh, you think about uh, the play where, where uh, their quarterback was hit out of bounds, a play that didn't have to happen. Uh, you know, just the discipline knowing football situations where where you don't make that error and extend drives on their behalf. But here's a number that really jumped out to me, Chuck. Particularly as we go into Alcorn, and they, they claim they got a running back down there. We gave up 205 yards on the ground. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, that was a concerted effort by Alabama AM. They stuck to uh, running the football, I believe, uh, 50 attempts at least, uh, rushing the ball in this game. Uh, some of Coach Prime mentioned uh, they won the time of possession. Now, that's something we don't normally uh, lose. Uh, Alabama AM won the time of possession. I'll tell you the stat that jumped out for me, and you talked about it a little bit but 12 penalties for 110 yards, nearly. Uh, the second week in a row that we've had double-digit penalties for over 100 yards. Yeah, man. Coach ain't happy. <laughs> Coach ain't happy. Coach ain't yeah. happy. Nobody happy. I, bu I, bumped into I bumped into Dennis Thurman the other night. Uh, I think it was Monday night. And uh, we were chit-chatting about the game. And I said, Man, two, 205 yards rush, he said. It was over 200. I said, yeah. He just turned and walked off like he went back to the yard, like he goes to the office. Work on defense. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did it serve. But uh, to take your hat off to Alabama a &M. Uh Their game plan was to run the ball in this game. And like I said, they 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 were able to accomplish it to a certain degree. But, again, the defense, that they, they bent, but they did not break. Uh, it's about keeping your opponent off the scoreboard. And Jackson State, again, another week, they did do that. Yeah, you mentioned that time of possession, 33-39 for them, 26-21 for us. Uh, but deeper diving into that, Chuck, you know, we're used to this with what we do to people. They were 4 of 16 on third down conversions. We were 5 of 15. They did an excellent job on their third down defense. And we were, of course, 1 of 2 on fourth down, and they were 2 of 5. Uh, but we made the most of our opportunities in the red zone. We went 2 of 3, holding them to 3 of 5. So, again, Chuck, at the end of the day, 10 and 0. We won by two scores. 
two scores. Two scores were literally, you know, I talk all the time about how you can have a penalty uh, that negates a score, but the score was never posted. You know, the holding happened before the, before the score gets posted. You already know it's holding everybody walking back. We had two times that the score actually hit the scoreboard. Right. And then like, oh, wait, there's a flag over there out of bounds and it, it, a flag that nobody ever saw. Another story, another show. <laughs> but, uh, but the score comes off. So, you know, at one point, man, this could have been a 28-point victory. So we know what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. But I'll take that 14-point victory, and I'll take being 10 and no heading into the final game of the season. No doubt. Let's take a look at what you and Coach Prime had to say post-game, post-game interview. Well, it was ugly, but we got it done. Um, congratulations to the coaches, the team, the fans, everyone has supported us. You know, uh, offensively, we had some stagnation, but the defense really yeah. stepped up, particularly after QB1 went down. We did okay. We did okay. We uh, we gave up too much uh, yardage on the run. They only ran a couple plays, and it seemed as though we couldn't stop that. Hats off to that team. Well, coach, they did a great job. What's your takeaways uh, from this one? I have no idea. I'm just hoping my son is okay. That's what I'm concerned about right now. Thank you. Let my Hall of Famer come up and share this moment with me. Come on, Mr. Brazil, please. Mr. Better Way. Thank you. Let's stay here with the brother. Uh, let's pray this up first. Touch somebody. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this consistency in these young men. Um, I just put, pray that you put a hedge of protection around their life, around their family, friends, and loved ones. Give us travel mercy. We pray for the opposing team as well, and we pray that everyone that was injured, um, spiritually injured, physically and psychologically, will shall be healed. In Jesus' name, let the multitude say amen. Amen. Uh, A.D., where you at? Right here. This is love. A.D., what you got for us? So, today we clinched the Eastern Division champs. Congratulations, Eastern Division champs. Yeah. Then we got T-shirts, and as well... We are the fifth. This is the fifth Gulf Coast Challenge. We are the champions. So add another trophy to the trophy case, the Gulf Coast Challenge champions, uh, SWAC East champions. And now, Neely, uh, and this was a poignant moment uh, after uh, after the game, but Aubrey Miller Jr. He was uh, presented uh, with uh, getting an opportunity to play in the Reese's Senior Bowl. I thought that was a huge moment. They presented it to him there uh, in the locker room, and of course, Hall of Fame uh, Robert Brazil was able to present that to him. Uh, one linebacker of, of your yesteryear to a linebacker of present that was huge, and it was a great scene in the locker room. It was an emotional scene, and also. Uh... I'm smiling because I think about the lack of patience from our head coach, Coach Prime. When when Aubrey was standing right there, he's like, "All right, go ahead. We just we ultimately like it's like we we ain't got time, dog." But but rewinding real quick, you know, you you heard Coach Prime there on the field, and this is before he had stats in his hand. And the first thing out of his mouth is, "We gave up too much on the run," and that's without him knowing it was over 200 yards. Just his his eyeball and knowing the game, he could sense that that was too many yards running. Uh, for a team to get on this defense. Uh, and then you heard his, his parting comment after that. It's like, well, you know, my focus right now is is coach hat off. I want to go check on my son. And uh, and we were honored or trusted and, and, and enough to be in that that meeting when Coach Prime got back to the field house 
and he and Shadur sat down and, you know, you knew then that Shadur was fine and, you know, he gave him all the right questions that a coach and a dad would do and then lectured and scolded him about sliding and the importance of sliding. Uh, but, but Shadur was already in the locker room with his uh, swaggy shirt on uh, and his grill in. So he was, he was, he was fine and, and, and doing well. And you could see him celebrating with uh, Aubrey Miller when he got uh, recognized for the senior bowl. Uh, so, All's well that ends well, Chuck. You know, we got out of there uh, uh, injury-free and got out of there with a victory 10-0 and for the first time in school history because every time we win one, we add to that new history. You know, this started with, hey, second time is 8-0, first time 9-0, first time 10-0. And, and so now we're going for 11-0 next week, this coming weekend, rather, down at Alcorn to close out to see the regular season undefeated. Yes, indeed. So, as always, uh, we turn the page, Jackson State 27, Alabama A&M 13. We get ready to head down to the rotation this weekend. Uh, let me tell you something. They got a dude that's a running back, Jarvion Howard. He uh, leads the swag in rushing. He has rushed for over 1,100 yards uh, this season. But uh, I tell you what, it's got to be all hats to the ball this weekend uh, because you throw the records out when all point and Jackson State play. This is a rivalry. Uh, this is, uh, you know, husband versus wife, cousin versus cousin. You go on and on and on down the board, but uh, this is a rivalry in its purest form when we take on all As a public service announcement, we abhor all forms of domestic violence. So this is not husband versus wife. So scratch that analogy example uh, out of Chuck's mouth. Blame Chuck and whatever you drink it over there, not the opinion of the pregame show. But, yes, Chuck, it is family versus family. And our records do go out the window. And as Coach Prime has said all year long, Goliath is going to get Davis best. Like these, these folks get up to play us. We are their Super Bowl. They are dying to end the streak and would love to be the ones to end the streak. This team does not get into so much of the history of past teams, if you will. Uh, they are aware of the rich history of Jackson State, but they go, oh, well, you know, in 1986 this happened, it might happen to us. But you and I, Chuck, lifelong Jack State fans, and we eat and live this stuff. We know of plenty of times when Alcorn was on the way to the SWAC championship, and even with shady coaching, we would step up and beat them. We're on the way to the SWAC championship, and with suspect coaching, they would step up and beat us. So this teams, these institutions, always go at each other hard for that last game of the season. And I think it's going to be even harder because we're going down there and we are 10 and 0. So we're expecting their best. Now you're right. They got a running game out this world. But what I love about their running game is so much like ours and what our defense faces every day. Our defense practices against Savion Wilkerson. And when you look at mm -hmm. our numbers on offense, uh and our our rushing numbers kind of match theirs, and you look at what our defense gives up, uh, even with this pass game included, it still caps them below their average. Uh, so irresistible object, immovable force. We're going to see what happens on that down in the trenches, down in the reservation. Yeah, it's going to be a raucous uh, environment down there, as it always is when Jackson State shows up down there. Uh, but, you know, the first prong of the three-prong deal in terms of the, uh, the finishing it up, 13-0, and SWAC East champion. That was the first prong down. Jackson State has already secured – uh, their position in the SWAC championship game. But uh, like I said, we look forward to this game versus Alcorn. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, there are a lot of children that have been born from this Jackson State Alcorn game. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I should get down there on Thursdays for the Diamond Lounge. The, you know, shout out to Gamma Pi Noops to have the Diamond Lounge on lock and 
coming down 18, man, you can smell the chitlins already. You know, you get close to all corn, you can smell the chitlins. But you know, Chuck, you knew something was coming. I stopped, Chuck, Chuck, I stopped calling them opt out you for you. They finally played. They didn't play in the spring. They finally played this fall. I stopped calling them opt out you. You know, they, they will forfeit, but I don't think they're going to forfeit this weekend. They are coming to play. Chuck, let me dig into those rushing stats if I might. Mm. They are 1858 on the season. We're 1697. Uh, their yards gained 2075. We're at 1900. So they're just above us. Uh, but get this. They have attempted 432 runs. We're at 349. They're averaging 4.3 a carry. We're averaging 4.9. Now, here's where I really like to peel back the onion. Hmm. They average 185 yards per game. They allow the other team 141 a game. We average 169 a game, but we only allow 98. We're going to see Saturday who hits or misses their average because I'm telling you, whoever hits their average is going to win. If Alcorn finds a way to get 185 yards on the ground on us, it to happen. If we hold them to 98, somewhere in that middle is the answer as far as the rushing category goes. You saw that same thing in Mobile with Alabama Indian. They knew they had to have a dominant running game that has a chance, but here's what goes wrong with that theory, Chuck. I'm glad you asked. Here's what goes wrong with that theory. If you run the ball successfully on us, like Alabama A&M did with that 12-play drive, and they got three points out of it, we turned around, and in half the time of possession, we got seven points. Well, yeah. at some yeah. point, if that keeps happening, the other team now has to throw the ball to catch up. You can't yeah. run the ball four quarters if you never have the lead. We want you to pass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so the, exactly. the, pre- the pressure is not so much on Alcorn's running game as it is on their defense to stop our fast scoring. Because if we get up fourteen to three, they got to leave that run stuff alone to try to score. Passing wise, yeah. try to score. Yeah, very point. Uh, someone asked uh, Coach Prime with regards to uh, looking at the matchup of this game. How do you stop a team that that runs the ball really, really well? And he's like, you score. Uh, and that's the point that you're making there. You know, uh, we're able to uh, go out and go uh, put some points up on that defense. It kind of takes you out of that game plan. So uh, it will be a fascinating look see this weekend. Of course, the pregame show will be down there. We will preview uh, this game, I believe, Friday-ish or so. No, man, hey, Chuck, man, whenever you sober up, like if you come to town and get drunk, we might go Friday night or Saturday morning. Who knows, Chuck, where we going? I, I never know what you, man. You know, I know you're going to get here. We're traveling down together. But the pregame show, we'll deep dive into this game. We're not done giving you a little precursor right now. But the deep dive is always on game. They are close to it. Chuck, let's look at that passing. Let's look let's at that look passing. At because if we can force Alcorn to have to pass to catch up because we've been scoring, here they are passing. They average 165 yards a game passing. They allow 191. Now, remember that. They do 165, but they allow 191. We get 298 yards a game passing, but we only allow 115. Mm, that's huge. If we if we hold them to 115, our standard, meaning they don't get 165, and we still get 298, let me tell you what's going to happen, Chuck. The same thing that happens in the passing scoring. Alcorn passing for touchdowns this year, nine. Jackson State passing for touchdowns, 33. Hey, you know, we're going to have to rename you uh, from Uncle Neely to Professor Neely. Uh, as you go out and teach these averages and whatnot, you've made some math teacher proud in JPS. 
Hey man, let me tell you what happened to Neely at Jackson State. <laughs> JBS, it wasn't JBS. JBS wasn't worth a damn. We had Seabock. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened to Jackson State. They had this class that you had to take in business called statistics, and it had yes. two parts. Yes. Uncle Neely took both parts twice. <laughs> so when it comes to averages, median, and mode, I yes. can't shut, I got, oh, I got that. <laughs> Hey, but, you know, I thought a D was passing. They were like, no, nah, you're a business major. You got at least a C. Oh, damn. I had to take it again. <laughs> Shout out to Charles F. Moore School of Business. My goodness. Charles oh, F. Moore School of Business. Hey, they tore the building down, man. You know, it's finally yeah, torn down of, there. But, yeah, but Chuck, again, that's what I want to see. I want to see in this run game. And we're going to get with Coach uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, he's going to be on the show. We talk about their formation and their tendencies and that kind of thing. But I love looking at the average and who can hold who to the average or who can exceed the average. Because I'm telling you, Chuck, they're passing 165 a game and allowing 191. We're getting 298. We're scoring 100 yards more than they allow. And we're holding teams to 50 less than what they give up. And passing touchdown-wise, man, we're at 33 passing touchdowns. They're at nine. But hey, speaking of passing touchdowns, Chuck. So speaking of, there you go. When you, look at our 30, when you look at our 33 passing touchdowns, two of those are from JP. 31 are first from George Sanders, and he's actually tied right now for first place for the most passing touchdowns in Jackson State football history. He's tied with Robert Kent and Casey Terrio. So one more touchdown pass, and Shador Sanders as a sophomore would be the leading passing touchdown in the season for Jackson State. That's amazing. When you talk about two of the most prolific passers in Jackson State history, Casey Terrio and Robert Superman Kent. So look forward and, to and Chuck, Chuck, don't get it twisted. He's already on the list. Yes. Like, you know, yes. last year he, he just missed having 31. He, you know, he had 30 last year. Uh, mm -hmm. So he, he's right now in first and in fourth, tied for first and in fourth. So he's in two places in the top ten as, as just a sophomore. But y'all said his daddy ball and he, and he should be talking about the Heisman. But, you know, that's not okay. <laughs> throw, throw that one in. Throw that. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> throwing, you know, don't be like some folks when you do throw that chicken, wash it before you cook it because that's the salmonella getting your brain. So wash the chicken after it all out because it'll help you not be able to see numbers like this. Because the numbers, Chuck, do not lie. Let me tell you who lied, Chuck. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers yeah. don't lie. Numbers don't these lie. Numbers, these true. numbers are what they are. They are what they are. Man, looking forward to it. Let's put a pin in the Wednesday show. We'll come to you this weekend as we preview. Jackson State versus Alcorn as our Jackson State Tigers continue to chase history, trying to get to 11-0, and 0, and then we'll see what happens. Swag Championship and Celebration Bowl, looking forward to it. Uh, it is going to be a fun environment. If you haven't gotten your tickets, get your tickets. Shout out to Jackson State women's basketball team. Great oh, yeah. win last night against Texas Tech. Coach Tamika Reed, way to go. Uh, shout out to uh, soccer team for all their tremendous work this past week, this past season, I should say. Uh, I tell you what, it, it is a great time to be a Jackson State Tiger. And shout out to uh, the Piggly Wiggly down there in Lorman for running that pick five leading into this weekend. They got a special on Chitlins uh, in that red bucket with the white lid. Buy three, get one free. Appreciate y'all stepping up for the reservation down there because, you know, they love to cook them Chitlins for the soul bowl. Man, I knew it was coming. Let me get you out of here. <laughs> oh, it is another great one. It's Bishop and Billy. It's the pregame show. We look forward to seeing you this weekend, folks.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. Free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. 